0: Today I'm going to talk about the most difficult conversation you can have, which is when you're letting someone go. Last week on the podcast we had Jeff who put up with quite a lot from his business before they surprised him with a performance management conversation. And so today I want to look at how to have that conversation and probably most importantly how to avoid it it's one of the conversations that most people look forward to the least. If that's not the case, then probably shouldn't be managing people because it is the most horrible conversation you can have. And rule number one for me is it should never be a surprise. If you have ever heard of Radical Candor um, by Kim Scott, her whole realisation came from a conversation she had with one of her team when she had one of her team who was underperforming, he wasn't doing really well and she said oh well I'll, I'll look after him I, I, I don't make him feel uncomfortable I won't tell him how he's doing I'll just kind of work around him and eventually it got to a stage where it was untenable and she had to sit him down and let him go and he turned around to her after after this conversation said why didn't you tell me earlier and I think that's such a powerful statement and and it's led her to creating radical candor and for those of you that haven't heard of it it, it's a really great concept it talks about communicating directly and caring about the person individually and this, this nice matrix and sort of when you communicate directly and you care about the individual that's called radical candor and a lot of us when we're when we think we're being nice we drift into what she calls ruinous empathy which is caring about the individual but not communicating directly and it's not having the hard conversations and that fundamentally is actually weak and probably a little bit selfish because we're actually avoiding the sense of discomfort and the hard conversation and and we're really taking away time from that person to do anything about it so rule one of the difficult conversation is it shouldn't be a surprise If, if this if this is the first time you flagged any performance issues if this is the first time that they're receiving this information and it comes across as a surprise, that's not great. And the second big rule for me is it's 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 not about you. And yes, as as the manager or as 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 the CEO, it's really tricky having those conversations and you feel really uncomfortable and you and you don't want to be there and you feel you feel terrible. But the reality is the person sitting on the other side of that table is feeling. 10 times as bad. They're, they're the ones that are being rejected. They're the ones who are being, well, who, who are losing their job. And if you've ever experienced that for yourself, it is an awful, awful feeling that sense of rejection and failure. So my dad said to me very early in my career, it's like the most important thing you can do in that meeting is to leave the person on the other side of the table with the sense of self respect and pride because it's an awful thing to have to go through. I'm, I'm sure you've all seen the crying CEO on LinkedIn, which is true triggered all sorts of debate. But I do feel that for him, he broke this rule, which is making it about him and not about the people that were experiencing it. The third thing for me is that should, this should never be easy. This should never be an easy conversation. My clients almost say to me, "Oh, how can I, how can I make this easy?" And I think I just don't think you can. I think if it does become easy, then you're losing a bit of your your humanity. So I don't think there's any easy answer to that one. I think it's always going to be a conversation that you don't look forward to. But ultimately, and this is something I I do believe, if if it's down to a person's lack of fit with the business, lack of fit with the role, if they're not succeeding in it and they are struggling, I do think long-term it is better for someone, for the individual to be in a role where they are happy in a culture where they do fit and in a job where they're thriving. Because I think we, we know as humans when we're not doing well. We, we, we sense it. And actually there's, this, there's almost a sense of this axe hanging over us waiting to fall. And actually the axe falling is, can be less painful than the sort of the fear of it falling. And I've seen numerous examples of this where people have gone on to other businesses or other roles and they've found their niche and they've really flourished. And yet sometimes we feel like, oh, no, we just, maybe we shouldn't have the conversation or maybe we can just avoid it for another month. But That's really just pushing the problem down the road. So those for me are the three rules (laughs) around having a conversation. One, it shouldn't be a surprise. Two, it's not about you. And three, it should never be easy. How do you avoid these conversations in the first place? And by avoid, I don't mean not have them. I mean, how do you avoid having to let someone go? Now, if we if we take it for the purpose of this podcast as read that you've got a good interview process and you're doing all the right things and you're sort of looking for values, alignment, and you're looking for skill set and you've got a good structured process, so you're getting the right people through the door, it's still not going to be foolproof. But I think there's one key thing that that we can all do to help here and that's flag issues as early as possible and I think this ties back into the radical candor thing around caring about the individual and communicating directly but for me I think what's really important is once someone joins your business they join it for me at around 90% confidence like you, you can't be 100% confident that you've made a good hire on day one Now, in the first couple of weeks, you can see indicators, behavioural and performance, that kind of lead that kind of confidence curve, hopefully up towards 100%. So maybe after a month, two months, you're feeling 100% confident. But what happens if it starts drifting the other way? Maybe someone's late a couple of times. Maybe you're seeing a bit of what they've said interview doesn't match what's happening. It may not even be a new person. It may be something has been in your business for a while, but you're just seeing this deterioration in performance. I think the main thing is to have a conversation when your confidence hits 80%. And I think there's a real temptation to put the conversation off and wait till it's about 60%. At that stage, it's, you're having a performance management conversation, which is really just an exit conversation disguise. But if you can have that conversation early it gives someone time to turn it around, but also you've you've still got enough faith that they can turn it around. If you, if you wait till 60% confidence, I think mentally it's very hard for someone to come back from that. But if you can have it when it's 80%, you can still find confidence in them and they still have time to to improve the stage where they can get to 100%. So I think that confidence curve is a huge thing. I hope that's been useful. <laughs> this is this is one of the things I feel very strongly about. Just to recap for today, I think when it comes a conversation, there are three things: it shouldn't be a surprise, it's not about you, and it shouldn't be easy. And then the single best way to avoid having to let someone go, other than having a really good hiring process, is to flag as early as possible when some when you start losing that confidence, and have that conversation at eighty percent, not at sixty percent.